0: We're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are continuing on previewing East Buchanan's road to Columbia as they take on Marceline this Saturday at 3 o'clock at Faroe Field. And we have the editor of the Clinton County Leader with us. That would be Brett Atkinson. Brett, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's uh, about time I get you on this year, and I think what 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 better time to get Brad Atkinson back on the podcast than to talk about a state championship run for East Buchanan.
1: Yeah, this is an exciting time, man, just especially, um, you know, we got to experience this. We cover Lathrop, Plattsburgh, and Gower, all three, and we got to experience this with Lathrop, and I'm a Lathrop guy, and that was a, a special time a couple years ago. But I've been covering East Buck football alongside uh, my sports guy, Clint Dye, great photographer um for man coming up on 15 years maybe and we've been along for so many of the close calls uh so many of the semifinal games uh we've got to meet a ton of great players a ton of great coaches to see this community in this school finally break through in this sport and get to play for a state championship again it is really really special
0: one of the big things, uh, we're, we're going to go and preview kind of East Buchanan, kind of the road to Columbia a little bit. Um, regular season, they finished 8-1 um, and one on the season. Um, obviously, the 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 only loss on their regular season schedule was a tough one-possession game to mid-Buchanan, which I was there for that game. It was a um, – East Buchanan had a lead early, um, kind of late in that game, and then mid-buck was able to make the charge back. In that game, but just um, break us um, up your thoughts on um East Buchanan's regular season before we head into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it's it's always weird whenever you see these teams play in the KCI because there's so many different tests, uh, so many great teams. You you see uh, East Buck coming to this season, you know the guys they're bringing back. Um, you know the Kleins, the Mussers, the Crew Conaways, uh, the Ethan Bailey's along the line. You see how many things they've got coming back there. They've got another year under their belt with Ritter. You, you think they're primed to to make a run, and then all of a sudden you see that really close win against West Platt by just a point, and then you see the loss to Mid-Buck. And the KCI can, can warp you a little bit whenever you see those tough results, but on the flip side of that is it it really prepares you, man. It's a meat grinder. And whenever you come out the other end and you get into districts and you get into the state playoffs, there's not a whole lot of teams in the state of Missouri, small school, that's going to be as well prepared as you whenever you come out of the KCI. and It's been fun to see this team um, pick up steam with every single week. You can see the confidence they're playing with, um, how much they know and understand their assignments, their discipline. You see them running around faster. It's been a fun time. It, will, it prepared them very well for this.
0: Well, Brett, let's talk about um, Class 1, District 8 now, the, um, the district tournament. And um, the seating for this tournament um, got a lot of talk on social media before this tournament even kicked off, talking about seating and who should be seated where. But really, that didn't matter. I mean, you still have to go play the games. Um, Eastbox was able to shut out Carrollton in the first round, but I want to focus real quick on them. Um, I talked to Coach Ritter. We talked about getting the monkey off their back against Mid-Bucan a team that um, they've come close to beating before. Um, they've had a little bit of a losing streak, you guess. So um, just um, your thoughts on them kind of um, breaking that losing streak to mid-buck and kind of um, getting, in, getting in the right direction with that game?
1: I, I think probably if you ask those guys, a run to a Columbia and getting to play for a state title – probably wouldn't have been complete if they didn't get to face off against mid-buck and get over that hump. Say, uh, say mid-buck and West Platte met in the semifinals and uh, East Buck didn't have that chance to, to go back over to Fawcett and uh, kind of redeem themselves from earlier in the season. It, it wouldn't feel the same. It it wouldn't feel uh, as complete. And I think, obviously, they got a lot of confidence out of that. Um, Coach Fritz's teams are, are always – so good, so salty, so disciplined, um, it, it's another one of those opportunities not only to beat your rival, beat a team that you've been losing to, and uh, kind of get over that hump, but it's another opportunity to prepare yourself, so whenever you get down the line, you remember you've been in the battles with Mid Cannon and Hamilton, and uh, uh, it's it, it, it helps
0: you. It, it helps you big time. Well, after that game against Mid-Buck, that was 35 to 21 there. East Bucks was able to get the victory in that. Um they moved on the next week on a Saturday afternoon game against University Academy. And um University Academy was the number 1 seed as we talked as I mentioned earlier. Uh, there was a lot of discussion as far as seeding on social media on this bracket because we we talked about numerous times how how strong the KCI is especially at the top, but East Buck was able to go on the road to University Academy and handled them pretty um pretty convincingly 38 to 12. Just um, talk about that game and, and East Buchanan really completing um the next step on their road with a district championship.
1: Yeah, you know, University Academy is one of those things they play a lot of bigger classification schools. They uh they get a lot of bonus points, so that buoys them up a little bit. Um but you know, I think ultimately they they earn that number one seeding whenever they beat West Platte. West Platte was a team that, uh, you know, gave East Buchanan fits. They gave Mid-Buck fits. Uh, so for University Academy to win that semifinal and make it to the district championship kind of put uh, you know, put a lot of, I don't want to say haters, but those who had questions to the side. And I was certainly one of them. I definitely questioned, um, you know, with these bonus points, did they truly match up the teams like uh, East Buck, Mid-Buck, West Platte? And I think they did that's probably a a little bit warped by that East Buck score because East Buck went down on a Saturday and just had a heck of a performance. And I think that was the first time after getting that mid-buck win, getting over that hump, um, you got to see them really start to reach full stride between everything they have along the line, everything they have at running back. Uh, They just had pieces everywhere, and that was the first time that they kind of got to – Um, get out and stretch their legs and really run at full speed. And I I think it was impressive, and uh, it really set them up for success going forward.
0: And then we're on to the Class 1 quarterfinals. Hamilton makes a return trip to Gower. And um, I think if you were to uh, pick up a copy of the Clinton County leader a couple weeks ago and you were to read the score of this game, you might have thought it was a misprint because (laughs) 22-12 to was the score in this game. Let's talk about Week 4. Twenty-two to twelve was the score in that game. You would almost like was there a misprint? Was there? What did they play? Pretty much a carbon <laughs> copy of the week four game. What happened here?
1: I, it's it's pretty amazing to have two two games come out with the same result with the same score and feel so entirely different. Because I, I think that first that first game you had Hamilton. Um, you know they beat Lafayette County early in the season. Um, they come into East Buck on a rowdy Friday night. And, you know, in the second half of that first game, Hamilton really won the second half. They were able to shut down East Buck's offense. Um, they were able to to move the ball on them. So it it really made you wonder, okay, is East Buck going to be able to put this together or are they going to come out of this game better? And then you look at that second game, it's the exact same score. But if you look at the – Pressure that Hamilton put on East Bucks' defense through that entire game. They were able to hold on to the football. They burned up clock. They scored a couple times. Um, they just kept putting pressure on East Bucks' defense. And East Bucks' defense stepped up to the challenge every single time. They've got so many big guys up on that front line. You talk about Ethan Bailey, who's a beast. um uh, I think Caleb McCartney's up there. Just so many beasts on that front line, and you worry about them. Are they going to get burned out? Are they going to get a little tired towards the end? Uh, some of these long drives, are they are they going to get tired? And they just didn't, man. They dug in. They withstood all the pressure. And as much as that first game felt like it led to some more questions than answers for East Buck, it felt like that quarterfinal game against Hamilton answered a lot of those questions.
0: Well, that that was a win against a, a fellow KCI rival. Uh, the next week, which was last Saturday, um, Thayer comes to town five and a half hours away to Gower for a playoff football game. Uh, first of all, before we get into the game, um, how big do you think it was for, for Thayer having to go to Gower instead of, let's say, you know, East Buck having to make that road trip to like a Thayer or like a Windsor? Or somewhere like that, um, them getting the um, the final two um, games before state. How big was it getting those two games at home?
1: Oh yeah, it's uh it's especially whenever you look at kind of a a northwest versus southeast uh, quadrant placement. Those drives are so so long. So uh, yeah, it was definitely big to get to host it at East Buck. Um, you don't have to worry about accommodations. You're not spending the night anywhere. You're not worried about the family making the long drive, how early you're up, how late you're going to bed. You don't have to worry about all of that. Um, I, I think that was probably far from the determining factor. But at the same time, uh, anytime you're an East Buchanan team and you can play in front of that home crowd, it's just such a great crowd. You have everybody from the community in the school district there behind you. Uh, and at the same time, you got a lot of people from different KCI schools and area schools who were coming out and watching. So it was definitely it wasn't the primary factor, but it was definitely a big factor.
0: Well, let's talk about the game on um, last Saturday. Thayer comes to town once again. Uh, Thirty-four to six uh, was the final score. It seems like East Buchanan was clicking on both sides on all facets of the of the football uh, in this game. Just um, talk about your thoughts on East Buck's dominant performance on Saturday.
1: Yeah. Firstly, I think it started with the defense and how impressive they were. Um, the fun part about the semifinals is you're def- you're definitely pitting different regions against each other, so you have an idea of maybe how teams stack up, but you really don't know until you get into it. And that defense was very salty and dominant from the beginning, and they just keep getting stronger as they go along. I think they've had, uh, you know, twelve turnovers in the postseason alone. And to to hold a Thayer team to six is just so huge. I think it's been a couple years since Thayer's even been held to just six points. So it definitely started with the defense, withstanding that pressure, uh, creating a couple key turnovers. Crew Conaway had a great interception down in the Thayer end zone to keep them out of there. Um, It it definitely started with the defense. And then you go back to offense, you know, there's so many – you start with Trevor Klein. He scored uh, four touchdowns. One was an interception, I think three on the ground, had 200 total yards of offense. The kid is just a beast. If you key in on him, you have the way who can run the ball, who is very nearly just as fast and agile and just about everything that Trevor Klein is. <clears throat> and then you go into, you know, the offensive line is – great. They're extremely versatile. They did their job. But you talk about the wide receiving core. It's been interesting. You know, this is a team that loves to throw the ball. You've got Connor Musser, a quarterback who's a great quarterback. You've got several guys in that receiving core like uh, Carson White, and Luke Webb, and Hensley, and Stephen Ingus who can catch the ball. They've, they've been kind of asked to take a back seat to that running game during the postseason. And they've done that willingly, and you see them and how they block downfield. That's great. But whenever they're called on, this this team could still throw the ball around. Musser's thrown uh, for 600 yards, and I think he's had 73 pass attempts in the postseason alone. He hasn't thrown a single interception. So there's just so many – there's too few weak links to really key into one facet of this offense. And I think that's something that Thayer struggled with pretty mightily on a, on Saturday.
0: Well, that win against Thayer on Saturday brings us to uh, why we're here, why we're talking right now. Saturday, 3 o'clock, Columbia, Missouri for Roe Field on the campus of Mizzou. Um, East Buchanan matches up with Marceline. Marceline had to use a field goal at the end to beat haykai in their semifinal game. Um, just talk about um, how East Buck um, – matches up with a Marceline team and what you know about this Marceline team.
1: Uh from what little I've seen of the Marceline team, they you know, they they look like East Bucks and some East Buck in some respect. Um very disciplined. Uh they, they they know how to do their jobs. You look at that game Saturday, you know, I'd really say up until this point <clears throat> East Buck has kind of had the more impressive resume right up until Saturday. You've got hey tie coming into town if you're Marceline. Uh, a, a, an undefeated team, a team that really, you know, once Windsor goes down, they buck goes down. It's kind of the cream rising to the top. And you're looking at, Hey like this is going to be the team that has, you know, if somebody wants to win a state championship. They're going to have to beat Hey Um Marceline gets up early on them and all of a sudden, Hey comes back. I think maybe Marceline was even up maybe two scores, it, but Hayti comes back and that's kind of your, your worst nightmare. You know, it's, you're in front of the home crowd, you're you're beating the big team in the state and they start coming back and they take a lead. At that point, it's really easy for a 16, 17, 18 year old kid to say, well, we tried our best, we did our best, this is kind of where it ends and that's a pretty natural conclusion. For Marceline to bounce back from that, get in scoring position and make that field goal and knock off a team like, hey Ty, says so much about their tenacity uh, you know, how they're coached, uh, so much about them. So you're going to have two teams coming into Pharrell Field on Saturday who are battle-tested, they're hungry, they're not going to shy away from each other, they're not going to cower from the bright lights. It, it's going to be a really fun Class 1 matchup. It's, it's going to be really exciting.
0: I would definitely highly really recommend if. Um... People don't have a ticket to go to Columbia this Saturday. Definitely get on TV and watch it. It's going to be, it's going to be tremendous. Um, Brett, um, before we let you go here, uh, talk about um, what you've got in store this week um, for the Clinton County leader. Um, I know you guys are going to be busy with um, state football coverage and a lot of other things going on in um, Clinton County. Um, Talk about, um, talk about what, what all you got lined up for the leader this week and where people can find your work.
1: Uh, definitely, this week we'll we'll have a few pages on that uh, uh, Thayer game. Uh, great photographs, both from I and uh, Clint Die, our sports guy, who is you know he he's relocated to Iowa. This this is kind of speaks to the East Buck community and getting to be a part of it and the people they are. Clint Dye moved to Iowa several years ago, and he still comes down every so often to catch East Buchanan football games. He he knows the coaches, he knows some of the guys um and and he just loves it so he's been coming down he got a few pictures uh i've got a few pictures we'll have a preview we'll have game recap and then next week we'll be blowing it out with a a special section at state and really get a chance to, to to honor this team the coaches um it it's just so great to see east buck here getting to know this community um getting to know the school district, the administrators they have over there, the teaching staff they have over there, um, and some of these guys who have been a part of East Buck for a long time, like uh, Ron Musser, who was the head coach in 2004 when they went to state. Um, One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. I think uh, everybody in the KCI conference knows them. So to get get to honor these guys with a special section, to get to see them go to state, uh, it's going to be very special, and I hope we get to encapsulate that.
0: Absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to you. I'm checking all that out. Definitely follow the Clinton County leader on um, social media. Definitely. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to be tweeting out a lot of great things there. Um, Brett, thank you so much for coming on, talking East Buchanan football with me. Uh, we we basically recapped the entire season and it all comes down to a huge game um, this Saturday in Columbia. Thank you so much for coming on and talking East Buck football and um looking forward to, um, hopefully seeing you at the game and um looking forward to your coverage
1: thanks for having me man and thanks for uh, for everything you do for the kids i know they enjoy your work